Do you ever notice how a smile invites another smile, which leads to words, and the next thing you know, you're having a conversation you don't want to have? The moral of the story is keep your eyes fixed to the ground and never, ever return a smile. Hello, my name is Gordon, and welcome to my podcast. Being popular seems important to some. I was popular in high school, but didn't have the need to be. As a builder, I suppose I like being respected, but most people have little to no meaning to me in my life, so that their opinion can't matter. Take this podcast. I'd never want to be more popular. I like our corner of this sphere. Give me a niche and let me sit there. Let us get to know each other without having to know everyone. I don't see this being a problem, but if I ever was popular, I wouldn't want it. And when I hear people talk about their legacy, I think I only want to be known by a few, but those few will know me well. I open Anne Lamont's book, Bird by Bird, where she talks about finding her people, oddballs, ethnics, gays, lesbians, poets, radicals, etc. Now that might be a stretch for me, but I like the concept of finding your tribe, and honestly, aren't we all oddballs? Anyway, I just dove into this book about how to write, where she shares her insights, and it's really good. And even though I have zero ambitions to write a book, I enjoy her thoughts and anecdotes. Okay, anecdotes is another word for stories for all you people who don't have a thesaurus. Anyway, I wanted to not like her for all her radical ways, but I do. Go read it. Yesterday, I was driving behind someone going 15 miles an hour where the limit is 50 and thought, we let women vote. Maybe we should have another amendment that teaches them the rules of the road. (laughs) As I pulled up next to her at the stoplight, I noticed that she was a he. And I laughed. We all do it. I'm old, but live in an area where most are older, so they're an easy target as well. And don't get me started on African Americans since they're the worst. The other day, one was swerving back and forth as if they are dancing with Drake. As I pulled up next to them, I noticed a black hijab and thought, dang, maybe Muslims are the worst. Of course, I recognize the hypocrisy in all of this and still laugh. I'm not alone. I'm 61 and my life has been filled with moments that define how I think and feel and see the world. However, I actually do sit back and think about my biases and how they affect me and those around me. It's not an easy thing to do if you do it honestly. Consider me a work in progress, but I still stand by my women seem to think they always have the right of way. (laughs) but I'll tackle that another day. Came home yesterday and there was a package sitting on my front porch and I wondered what I'd ordered since I rarely do. Something for the new house maybe I forgot about. Sitting it on my counter, I took out a knife and sawed the tape, opened the box and thought, oh man, this is good. I now have a backup coffee maker. You know who you are, and thank you very much. In her book, Anne also talks about writing for writing's sake. 
right through the bad to get to the better, she says. And I like that. Phil Wickman has a song titled Reason I Sing, and it likely has the sweetest sounding intro of any song out there. It's preachy and it has a message, but go for the intro if nothing else. And don't blame me if you're baptized by Sunday. Amen. Matt Haig has another book titled The Comfort Book, and I love every page of it. It's a book full of things that have inspired him, moved him, recipes, poems, anecdotes. Here we go again. It's an easy read. He often refers to his struggles with depression and suicide, which adds so much depth to what he shares. Give this book to someone after you read it. It's awesome. I'll hit a few highlights that popped up when I read it. You can sit in discomfort, but never wait in pain. With pain, you must see to it straightway. Pain doesn't go away by pretending it isn't there. Learn to recognize the difference between the two. He discusses perfectionism often, and it reminded me of how we mostly strive toward the illusion of it and how we are always disappointed even though we know we can't achieve it every day in so many ways. Realizing I can't be perfect, I find myself watching my friends and admiring so many qualities in them and letting their best behaviors and attitudes inspire me to be better. Maybe not perfect, but better. And I think we forget how instrumental we are to one another. Maybe it's selfish, but I only search out those who push me forward. And a reminder, it's difficult to truly nurture a large circle of friends. Just a thought. Something he said that kind of ties to this. I like it. Your self-worth isn't found in other people, but other people can help you find it. Hmm. He mentions, he mentions Hamlet in the book, and I thought, if someone asked me who wrote Hamlet, I wouldn't know. But I love that I know someone who does. Just like no one cares, you don't know how to hit a golf ball. Just know that I can teach you. Being yourself isn't something you have to do. Stop trying and just be. This weirdly makes sense to me. Last one. Life isn't a curse. Lighten up. Look at trees. Look at the stars. Flash your neighbor. Okay, I added that last one. Hmm. I recently read a number of stories from the book titled The Best of Poe. And let's just say, why do people revere this guy? I really don't get it. The other day I was sad about something and remember looking back to a time that I was sadder about something else. Benchmarks of despair, and we all have them, are funny creatures and it's intriguing how we use them. 
Thinking back helped me feel better about my current state. I still didn't feel great, but suddenly I thought, ah, this doesn't seem so bad after all. Okay, quickly I want to play a picture game describing independence versus interdependence. People love reminding us of their independence by saying things like, I am how I am, take it or leave it, or I'll wash my clothes and you wash yours. Okay, this is dumb, but picture two pieces of string inches apart hanging from the ceiling. They're parallel to each other, but never touching, never crossing paths. That's how I picture independence. Now, turn the ceiling fan on low and boom, interdependence. Lives commingling, intertwined, messy yet connected. Give me messy any day. <laughs> so I've, I'm a doctor now, so I discovered a new syndrome. Other words to describe a syndrome include a disorder, a problem sickness, a malady. I named my disorder the shiny thing syndrome. It's a simple syndrome really and it took flight centuries ago but social media propelled it forward exponentially. It's similar to the grass is greener syndrome but worse. I'll start by saying while I like social media I despise some, some of its effects. Everything and everyone online Looks as if they're living their best life or dating their soulmate or have the best job or on and on and on. So naturally, we all see this and think, oh, look at that or look at this and become disenchanted with where we are currently. Whether that's a job or a relationship or a lifestyle or a pair of shoes, it doesn't matter what it is. It's shinier and gets our attention and distracts us from what's right in front of us. With that, we've lost our will to dig deep, try harder, take about accountability for ourselves and our role in our missteps or failures, and leap to the next thing. It's so easy to quit things now and move to the next since there seem to be so many options available to us, only to find out this new thing isn't what we thought it was either, and the cycle continues. I'm not sure how we overcome the shiny thing syndrome, but I'm betting a little introspection would help. Notice I didn't cuss during this episode. It's a hard habit to break. And speaking of habits, Hidden Brain was interviewing a philosophy professor from Yale, and she noticed she kept losing her balance. So she started balancing on one foot while brushing her teeth in the mornings and evenings. I tried this, and as a violent brusher, this is harder than I thought it would be, but try it. Okay, I wrote another poem, and it sucks, but here it goes. As I wait. As I wait in silence and ponder the present, I'm reminded it's important to be patient and still to be less anxious when it's the only thing we know to do. As I wait for the phone to ring, as I wait for the snow to fall, as I wait for the spring to bloom, as I wait to hear her voice 
And as I wait, I'm reminded again, this is my path to walk. This is my race to run. This is my life to live. So as I wait, I keep moving forward, hoping one day she'll join me. Thanks for listening and have a great fucking week.